I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? And sitting in for special guest Michael Hutchinson is special guest Tom Ayers. Did you say Bunny Ayers? <laughs> Did you say Bunny Ayers? <laughs> Did you say Bunny Ayers? <laughs> What's up, Bunny Ayers? How are you today? So tell me something. As then the drummer leaves as soon as you, you, he. Gets they don't the actually first hear tune? that. I just use oh. that. I use that. For, I do this. They don't. They don't know what you're talking about. I use that to make sure that my volume level is correct. Oh. So that tells me that what's coming out of the computer and making it to the final meters is not hammering out. So all is well. So, yeah, I do that before every show, before the show starts. I hit that a couple of times and check my meters. And that's what Tom's talking about. Okay. What's new, sir? What is new? Okay. So it rained last night. And it's raining right now. Raining right now. It's Friday as we're recording this. Friday, Friday. February 3rd. It's. I get in my car, convertible, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. sold the Mini Cooper, mm-hmm. gone, mm. right? I saw that you drove the convertible Mustang sure. in today. Yes, and which I would like to go backwards in a second. But, so I get in the car, I put it in reverse, and you I You want to go back to the Mini Cooper? Oh, we're going to go back to the Mini Cooper. Oh, we're gonna to, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. But <laughs> this morning, I back up, and I hear, like, I'm backing up a boat i hear sloshing going around inside my convertible in the trunk is it in the trunk or in i'm the guessing fender? no i don't i don't know I, i'm just guessing how the I mean, hell did it get in there well uh, you're you drive a oh you're there's usually okay it is a convertible mustang and usually there is s- sort of an opening between the be convertible kind of, top and yeah. the trunk like it's not Sealed. I think it's if you pop your trunk, kind of drain in there. you see part of the convertible top. So I'm guessing somewhere, that's my assumption, yeah. is it made it way yeah. off well, the anyway, top. Well, anyway, I slashed my ass all the way up here. Oh, nice. That's, yeah. that's good. You need a, uh, to, most people don't know this, so it's amazingly Please? interesting. When you are uh, moving a water truck, it needs a baffle inside of it. Right. To keep, because otherwise when that's it stops, that water will rush forward and then the truck will be like, ur, ur, ur. Right, right. So you need a, you need baffles. I need to, to put baffles in my yeah, car. So too. that's what you need. You just need water truck baffles. Either that or drain the hot tub. <laughs> well, you uh, could drain it. I think I'm going to try and On the it. other side of it, you only have to, uh, historically, you have to worry about this rain problem once every like thousand right. days. Right. Um, so I'm just worried about mildew, but. No, that's um, a problem. But um, I'm thinking drain it. Or drain the um, swamp, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. Yeah, uh, uh, drain the swamp. Or I'm thinking there is a drought. Maybe hold on to it for a while. That that's effective. I mean, yeah. if everybody carried their own weight in water, I have eighteen thousand gallons in my backyard. Do you really? Yeah, it's called a swimming pool. Oh, yeah. I thought you just had it in barrels. No, it's, a, <laughs> it's in one big tub. You know, and if the earthquake comes, I have 18,000 gallons and on both side of me, sides of me are pools with, you know, 20,000 gallons in each one, roughly. So we uh, know where we're going. I actually measured mine and I know it's 18,000 now. Oh, you did? Drained it three years ago. Uh, you have to drain an in-ground pool about every 20 years. Do you? Yeah. The water, uh, what is it? Is it total dissolved solids, TDS? Um as you add chemicals to a pool, um, particularly the cyanuric acid, uh, the uh, the chemical the pool does not the water does not let go of certain chemicals, and it makes it harder to treat the water. 
So after you, every year or so, you take it into the swimming pool store and you get uh, your water tested and you get a TDS, total dissolved solids test. And uh, it gets to a point where there's just too many. Uh, too many chemicals. Yeah, too many uh, total dissolved solids in it um, or undissolved I just want solids. you to know, most pool guys don't. I mean, they just come and they clean the bottom of the pool. You know, well, smoke a little weed and then they go home. Well, that's most if they are supplying guys. the chemicals. Oh, that's different. They will get to the point where they're like, you need to drain this son of a bitch because it's using too much chlorine. Yeah. So about every twenty years, the pool needs to be drained. Dude, I'm just saying, you take things too far. You you know, I what? Do? just smoke weed, just clean smoke the weed. pool, and it is California. Call it a day. It's California. It uh, How much did it rain in your pool? Oh, the pool the pool didn't overflow, but it got close. Did it really? Yeah. It it has before. That's cool. I'm That's another funny thing. Crap. My uh, my cousin in law, uh, their pool was uh, overflowing, and they were freaking out like they needed to drain it. And I was like, No, it's like if the pool were covered in concrete, and an ounce of rain comes from the sky, it hits the concrete and it moves out of the way. Just because it's water and it's at the top, <laughs> an ounce of rain comes out of the sky, it goes away. It's still an ounce. (laughs) Whatever's coming out of the sky, it just, it's gotten to the point now that it just flows off the pool. It's not like, there's this weird idea that, oh my God, it overflowed. Now the whole thing is just going to rush toward the house. No. No, (laughs) No. it doesn't. Anyway, when I refilled the pool, I put a mark on the water meter and then I did the math and figured out it was 18,000 gallons. Oh, wow. And between me using the term total dissolved solids and yes. explaining that I marked my meter out front, the audience knows what a dork I am. So <laughs> what else? What else is new? So, you want to get rid of the Mustang now? Well, no, I'm, I'm going to drive that We're, thing around just for a while. Um, it's a convertible. I figured I'd, I'd keep it um, as soon as the rain stops. We're supposed to be in the right. drought, so it's it's really ruining We're my get, day. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, plans. I bought a convertible because I heard it was a drought. I was counting on sunshine. Um, so the Mini Cooper, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I go to sell the Mini Cooper. Mm-hmm. Now, last oh, I bought it for three three years ago for ten grand. Ten grand, right? Right. And I don't know, man. Um, used it was cars. the result of the Cadillac. Yes. So you got into an accident in the Cadillac. Yeah. And you got like seven grand for a car that was worth three or something <laughs> yes. like that okay and by the way which i think um two or three months earlier um i uh i got into an accident a woman hit me right and her insurance paid me three grand that's the one was that the one who was going to be the future mother of your children yes how did that work out yeah um well i'm giving her a couple more days You're to giving calm her down because okay. she's still pissed oh. that her insurance company paid, <laughs> paid me you three thousand so, so, yes, so you as bought that, the Mini Cooper. And so as the Cadillac was being pulled away, I did my I told you it was like kind of winked at me in the driveway. Like <laughs> the tow truck was pulling it out and I had crunched the front of it. Right. And I looked over and I thought I just made 10 grand on that car that I probably couldn't have sold for two. Right. And it, it kind of just winked at me. It was like, "There you go, Tom." You anyway, go. I did so by you. Tom. That day, my car karma died. That day, oh, <laughs> because I bought the mini. So the Cooper. wink was screw wink you, was, buddy. That's true. That's true. It was okay. not. There you go, buddy. It was fuck you, dude. Gotcha. That's what happened. See that? Hey, you brought the drummer guy back. So this guy says to me, he he goes, my wife wants to know. My wife wants. To, he kept saying, my wife wants to know if I'll, I'll go a little cheaper. 
And I said, you want, you want on to- the sale of the Mini Cooper? Yeah. Okay. He goes, my wife wants to know if you can do better than four grand. And I went, to be totally honest with you, dude, I said, I, I My know. wife says I can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. My, my blue, uh, the blue book on it is 45. I said, I'm, I'm taking a bath on this. The reason I even put it down to 42 was because I just want to get rid of it. And I said, so I'm saying, but bottom line, four grand. That's it. Mm-hmm. My wife wants to know if you can go a little lot. I said, no. Tell your wife no. So then. Well, I want to know if you'll go a little lot. Yeah. No. Never said that. No. My, my father wants to know. And then, right, then he goes, um, this is the, the uh, funny part is, um, he was, anything wrong with the car? And I said, well, I know there's a bubble in the front tire. It's kind of screwed. And I said, you gotta, you're going to have to buy a front tire, which means you're going to have to buy at least two front tires because you don't just buy one tire. Right. You know? So, um, he, he kind of, and I said, other than that, I said, there's really, I said, there's the check engine light went on and, um, I brought it to the, the mechanic and he said, he'll shut it off. You probably need, um, start it up with fixing, put a gas cap on it. I might need a gas cap. That's where they start. Anyway, this guy turns out, he knows a lot of, he goes, did you get the code? And I'm the code. Mm-hmm. He was the code from the guy. So I'm like, all right, so he knows a little bit about cars. Mm-hmm. Did you get the code from the mechanic for the, the gas cap and all that? I was like, no, no, I didn't. I was like, anyway, if you buy the car, you buy the car with the, the engine light on. The en- engine light's off, but the idea that it's not fixed is still out there. Right. Right? Right. And that's what you're getting for four grand. Right. He comes down from Santa Barbara. Right. So he came down. So then he he starts in the, in the, the driveway. He goes, I checked all four tires need to be re- replaced. All four. He goes, the inside is smooth like glass. The outside, is, you don't look, right? And I went, yeah, oh, that's terrible. He goes, and then I op- open the hood. I open the hood. He goes, look. He goes, the, um, there's a hose. There's a crack in that hose. It's probably going to cost around $200. I went, wow, that sucks. $200, jeez. And he goes, um, and see this, this little dent right near the door? He goes, I don't know if that's going to rust. I went, you don't know if the dent is going to rust? I was like, all right. He goes, I'm not being picky. I went, nope, you went too far that time. <laughs> I was like, the other two things I was like, wow, that, that you don't know if the dent's going to rust? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> and he goes, well, I don't know. And I went, oh, because you don't know about cars? Is you know, sometimes dents rust? Is that what you're telling me? All right. And so he goes, why are you getting mad at me? I went, no, no, I'm not getting mad at me. I'm, I'm mad at you. I'm calling you out because you're making me feel stupid now. I said, you're not stupid. You know about codes and you know about tires, um, uneven, and you know to, to look for hoses and stuff. I said, no, you're not stupid. So stop playing stupid. I said, you're going to go to your lot and sell this thing for $5,500. <laughs> and you already have Mini Coopers there with tires. So don't make, I don't, I don't own a lot. I went, right, okay. I said, then you know somebody that owns a lot. I said, you're, this is not gonna, you're not going to drive this car. I said, it's not going to happen. Oh, because he also told me all about when you sell a car. He goes, just take the top of the, um, the um, pink slip. Uh, you know, the... Yeah. And he goes, do you just sign that out? And I'll sign this side. Send it out. And he goes, and it's over. And I went, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, so he's done, he does this a lot. This right. isn't somebody right. that, you know. And he goes, so how much can you do less than four grand? And he goes, I figured four tires, the dent, the, the thing. And he goes, oh, and bus car's been in action. I said, yeah, did I didn't tell you that? I said, before I bought it. And I said, but I haven't, you know, no repercussions from that that I know. Right. Right. And he goes, oh, because I looked it up in Carfax. I went, oh, very. So, you know, this guy is good, right? <laughs> yeah. So he goes, so how much? You, you had it listed goes, for 45, right? I had 40, 42. Oh, 42. Okay, go yeah. on. Originally, I put the thing out for 77. I was like, I'm, you know, somebody, please. Yeah, right. Anyway, so then he goes, 
how he goes, ah, 37? You think we can agree on 37? And I went, 37 what? And he goes, well, 3,700. And I went, no, four grand. It's four grand. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, come on. He goes, you know, legally you have to smog it. And I went, legally I have to smog it? I said, well, then the next person that comes to buy the car doesn't know that. <laughs> the next person, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, but the next person, I said, there's going to be a girl that's going to come look at this and go, I like the cream color. <laughs> yeah. That's the way this is going to sell. I mm-hmm. said, so if you want this car, and he goes, dude, I, goes, I got a guy that drove me down here for $10 an hour. And I was like, you want me to pay for the guy that drove you for $10, $10 an hour? Are you nuts? I was like, no, dude, it's four grand. That's how much this car is going to get pulled out of the driveway for. Four grand is going to be in my hand. I said, so if you want to do this. So he kept going until I went, this is my, my bottom line. I said, three years ago, I bought it for 10 grand. I said, today it's on sale for four grand. I'm taking a $6,000 loss. I said, if you think that I have any sympathy for you and your four <laughs> tires, I, you got nothing. And he went like this. Okay, let's, let's do this. <laughs> That's how fast he did. did wait a minute. I, I missed, in the beginning of the story, how much, did you buy it for 10 grand? I bought for 10 grand okay. three years ago. All right, so you got and, for it. Um, used cars, because now you could buy a... a um, a new car for so freaking cheap mm-hmm. or they they get you in your car you know right that now you can't sell a uh 2000 um a car with 120,000 miles on it for for I was thinking to myself I'm buying a BMW product I'm going to hold on to its value finally I'm getting smart here right wait well, you didn't buy a BMW well the Mini but even Cooper then is certified pre-owned I don't I don't think that I don't think any cars are really holding their value much they're just not you got to buy like a Hundred eighty thousand dollar Maybach, and then it goes up go. in value. There you go. In like four years, it's worth two twenty. Well, this had the the. But you don't drive it. Flap shifter things. I thought that yeah. was no. Um, you know the funny thing about this whole story is I am a hundred percent sure if that guy drove down from San Bernardino, looked at the car, and was like, "Look, I came down from San Bernardino." I want the car. All I got is thirty seven hundred bucks. I got cash. You would have been like, "Give me thirty seven hundred dollars." No, I wouldn't. I I really wouldn't. Have really, because were... I had six people on oh. um on my computer that are like, "Hey, I'd like to see the car." Hey, I'd like to see. It. There was six more for three hundred dollar difference. So, there's cash in my driveway. I, like, I would just be like, "Fuck you, see it. Goodbye. You, you know, have a good day. I, um, give me my it, give it me had, the thirty seven hundred. It had gotten to a point. That's the way I came down to forty two. Right. So now I was. I was kind of biting my lip going down to four grand. I was, okay. I had, you to push my buttons. I was so far past where I was okay. Like, all right, fine. Just get it out of my driveway. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I said to him, um, see that? The, Cause I, I met him there and I pulled up in my Mustang. Uh-huh. So I said, you see that Mustang right there? Before I sell this car for 10 cents le- less than four grand, I'll sell that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one will go first. I said, so I said, you really got nothing to stand on here. No, because he thought the same exact thing. Drove all the way down here. Give me a break. You know, don't you have any sympathy for me at all? And I went, I lost six grand. Don't you have any sympathy for me? <laughs> no. So why should I you? Yeah, I played that game at break time. Many times people would be like, something's two grand. And they're like, well, will you take 1900? No. Come on. It's just a hundred bucks. You're right. It's a hundred bucks. Will you give me 2100? There you go. And they go, no, come on, it's just a hundred bucks. And that usually ended that ended that negotiating tactic right there. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, all right, fine, two grand. Right. Um, 
But anyway, uh, so you're missing the Mini Cooper. You, um, you're, no. You're regretting I'm, it? Or I had a blast in that thing. Uh-huh. That thing cost me more money from the day I got it mm-hmm. all the way through. And it cost me money in um, dry cleaning because drinking coffee. Oh, that's so, I'm so, I was so over that. I was like, I just want to drink a cup of coffee. By the way, when I got in my Mustang, which I hadn't seen in four years, uh-huh. when I got in that, it was like driving the Cadillac to me. I went, <laughs> oh my God, this is a Mustang. Well, I remember you, when you got the Mini Cooper, you came over and you podcasted and uh, I drove it. I drove it that's early right. on and I was like, it's like a golf cart. It's yeah. like driving a, a it's big fun. golf cart. You know, it's just this fun. Yeah, exactly. This fun it little is. thing that. It's a blast it. driving that thing, and I got more tickets. And I have a Mustang, and I hate my Mustang. Do you? Yeah. You still, is that still up there? Yeah, it's Deanna's car. Deanna, right? Deanna Mustang. Yeah. It'll, it'll never go away. It's never going away? No. Why? <laughs> you mean because it wants to live here or because you're just set on it? It's all paid for. It feels good. Just kind of. Well, it's paid for, you know, many times over. Look, the last time, I think I've told this story maybe to Michael on the podcast, but the last time. Deanna likes sports cars. Mm-hmm. I have always preferred the luxury car. Mm-hmm. I have always, I've my truck, which I love, uh, which is a Toyota 2005 Toyota Extra Cab. Um, you shut the doors, it's actually pretty quiet in the truck. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, um, it's not. It was not like a fully decked out leather interior or anything like that. Um, it's just got the whatever regular cloth interior, but you know, it's like driving a nicer car on the inside of it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like a truck. So I've always liked that. I like driving in quiet. Deanna likes blasting the stereo and driving fast. So she's always liked her Mustang. Well, when we got the Mercedes Benz, which became my car, it took very little time for her to drive it and go, this is nice. And I was like, no, 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 no. Um, but uh, a few years ago, she, uh, and she drives the Benz now most of the time because I haven't been working. So she takes it to work. Um, the Mustang, you know, it was, it's a 2003 and it was, you know, showing its wear and she was like, the headlights are foggy and the, you know, I don't know the visor or the, her, her gear shift thing was fraying and her steering wheel was fraying and, and this and that. And she complained. And like the third time she complained, I grabbed a pad of paper and I said, come here, tell me what's wrong with this car. And we walked around the car, and I just I made a list of everything that was wrong that she hated about the car. Mm-hmm. And I spent three thousand dollars, and I figured, fixed every single oh, thing. Wow. The car got a paint job; it got oh, stripes nice. on it. It got uh, I bought aftermarket. There's tons of parts for those cars aftermarket. Yeah. People love working on them. So I got new headlights. I got new uh, uh, mirrors. I you know I took it in and I had it reupholstered. I had uh, the steering wheel wrapped with leather. Mm-hmm. Um, which it didn't originally have, uh, her gear shift, the boot for the gear shift I had redone in leather. Nice. Um, total was three grand and you know, the car's back to normal. Right. And it's at a point like the car has 220,000 miles. Does it, on it. really? Yeah. Two, Are you kidding 222, me? I think. Um, if the engine goes, wow. a brand new engine for that car is like five grand. Wow. Brand new. A, mm. a rebuilt engine is like two. Uh, transmission brand new is like two grand rebuilt is like 800 bucks. Yeah. Why would I go buy a brand new car for yeah, yeah. 20, $30,000 when I see what you mean. all it, an engine and a transmission for six grand, that car is brand new again. It's, like right, it's going to be around forever. 
And at that point, I probably would. It's a, it's it's currently a stick, and she's tired of driving the stick in traffic. I'd probably put an automatic transmission in it, <laughs> and just and it, and look, the car gets driven for her. She drives it sixty miles a day, thirty miles to work, and thirty miles home. That's it. Right. We never drive it anywhere else or for any other time. It's a commuter car for her. So yeah, it'll never go away. I don't yeah. see it. Unless, what years the Mercedes? Got, the Benz is uh, two thousand seven. Um, it's got to get smashed yeah. for it to go away. Right. Uh, otherwise, it'll be. And the truck is never going away either. Like, I, the truck has a 180,000 miles, I think, is on it. And why? I'm going to own that truck till I die. I That's going to be the truck I take to Home Depot when I'm 70. Yeah. Because it's a Toyota. It's going to last 300,000 miles. Um, and anytime, I'm really good about, like, if there's a, a tear in this piece or the, the a knob broke off, mm-hmm. I go and I get the knob yeah, and that's I, re- smart. I replace it. So you sit in the truck or you sit in the Stang and it doesn't look like – like there isn't a bunch of little things right. wrong that have built up. And by the way, that's, that's what happens that people let go, let go, let go, let go. Let go, go, go. The and little things. Thing you know, you go, this is a piece of shit. I'm sitting and I'm driving yeah. this piece of shit around right. and I hate it. Yeah. Right. That's, and that's another thing. Okay, why does my sister – she she's driving a 2014. She's got to get rid of it. It's it's done. It's right. over. And I was like, and she does this over and over and over again. Yeah, every with, two years gets a new car. And then she gets the new car. Mm-hmm. And then and we're like, out of the whole family, you have the new car. Mm-hmm. And then she still has a new car, and she's got to get rid of it because it's a piece of shit. Okay, I know your sister has a good job. Does your she, sister own a house? She does. Did she buy it without the aid of your parents? No, she did not. Okay, there you go. That's why she <laughs> drives a new car for two years. Yeah. Um, now, here's one. Her her ex-husband from a long time ago, who is one of the sweetest people on the planet. Mm-hmm. I got in his car. When, they live in Florida. So, you know, like you go down to Florida and you and it's like, wow, they live in... In vacation land. This right. is bizarre. How do they live in vacation land? That's what and, people say about us in California. Yeah, but go on. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. So you go down there and you get that vacation feeling and you go to sit in his car. And I'm like, I jumped out of the car at, at a stop sign, a stoplight, because there's roaches in his car. How did that happen? <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Wash the fucking car. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you're looking at me like I got nothing. To I tell got nothing. You. <laughs> I got nothing on that. I don't Dude, know. He's got roaches. In How does car. that? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> but I mean that I've never even heard of roaches in a car. Ah, super hoarding. I don't. I have no idea how that where he parks it. I don't know how that. Yeah. I'm assuming because like one time a long time ago I was at the grocery store and I picked up a uh, thing of bread and put it in the bottom of the the carriage. Uh-huh. And when I plopped it on the. Um, the conveyor belt, roaches all over the place. And I was like, whoa, I bought nothing that day. I turned around and walked out. Yeah, that would it. that'd be it. That was it. But I thought to myself, um, somebody once told me, if you have roaches and you didn't have them before, it's because you brought them into the house. They don't just, like, grow in your house. We do not have roaches. We've been in this house seven years or eight years now. Palmetto bugs. So you get eight, those fuckers. Eight years. We've been in this house eight years. And uh, the house was vacant for about a year before we oh, yeah. got it, which I'm thankful for because anything that might have been here went away or died. Okay. Um, we don't have bug service. We don't spray or anything. And this house is almost completely surrounded by concrete, which is nice to keep 
bugs away, crickets and things like that. Because, you know, if the crickets come in the house, then the spiders will feed on them, the centipedes and so on and so forth. So you start getting all of that. We do occasionally find crickets in the house. Anyway, um, what I find causes roaches and ants is not cleaning up after yourself. Dirty. Kids. You know, kids are notorious for that. So usually houses with kids have roaches. Growing up, our house in Northridge, we had roaches, uh, and there was no my par- everything my parents tried, hotels and sprays and all of that. There was no getting rid of them. I remember being a uh, potential serial killer of a kid, uh, waking up and like intentionally turning on the light in the kitchen in the middle of the night because they were going to scatter. Right with scissors in my hand to cut off their legs, to chase them <laughs> nice. around and cut off their legs. So they sort of wobbled in a circle. Um, yeah, nice. that the potential serial killer, the dementedness. There you go. Yeah, um, that's your, how you start them. It's a starter kit, right? Like, I, yeah. I mean, today, look, I, I'm not as far right or left, whichever side, as PETA would be to not kill a roach. Okay. But what a horrible mean thing I was doing. Like I remember as a kid, you know, you, uh, you've probably done this. You catch a fly and yeah. you rip off its wings and you yeah. like walk everywhere. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'd never oh, do I, that. I, now. I took it's a BB so gun. bad. I took a BB gun and I went out, I, I got a BB gun and I went out hunting. You right. Know? And I, I shot at birds for probably about three months before I got one. Yeah. And when I got him, yeah. I cried. It felt so bad. I, I, I watched him out. He was sitting there, and I was like, you little fucker. And finally, I went, boop. And he hit him, and he went straight down like a bullet. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there, like, staring at a rock going, what, do I what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? And I, I waddled over to it, and I'm looking at it, and I was like, I just started crying. I, I think I was, like, 11 or 12, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. But, um, yeah, it's like you go, I don't know, we, we used to... I think I did more mean shit to people than I did to um, bugs and stuff. I remember, you, I remember smashing snails. Yeah, stomping on true. snails, yeah, and then true. and then again the serial killer ruthless. in me. Yeah, the premeditatedness, going and grabbing salt and putting it yeah, on snails. Yeah, did that one. Now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Do that. I don't know. I I guess it's a boy thing. I I I, don't, I mean, even today, like the idea of. Uh, cutting off a on, on one hand the idea of cutting off the legs of a roach and watching it go in circles or <laughs> pulling off a, a fly's wings and being like walk everywhere fucker <laughs> it's it's funny it's right. there's something amusing putting salt on a snail and watching it bubble up there's something slightly <laughs> amusing about it but there's the conscious side of me that goes that's no that's no, messed up don't right. do that like right. it's a living thing let it live which I guess is sort of the allure for like horror movies, right? I don't want to kill anybody, but it's fun to watch but, them right. die in a horror movie sometimes. So I, I don't know. That's yeah. the, the weirdness. No, but. I mean, especially, I mean, movie-wise, you know, like actors want to play a role that they die. It's like if... if or that they're a horrible... Like you, yes. you, you and I had this conversation where you're not playing the, you know, wholesome dad. You're playing, you know, the pedophile right. PE coach father or whatever right. type thing. Totally. And uh, that's far more interesting for right. you to play the cross-dressing pedophile. Think about an eight-year-old. You say to him, okay, you're an actor, right? Um, go ahead, act really quick. They act the death scene. That's what they act. Right. You know? 
And then, um, unless you have a perverted kid, and then he acts a doctor scene. Okay. <laughs> and you go, you just want to be perverted. Um, roaches. So roaches. I, after living here for six years, um, I have seen two. Not They didn't make their way in the house. One was by the front door right. uh, in the front porch, and then another one was on the back patio. Um, both now, of them were were quickly killed. Now like, you're not talking not, about not palmetto legs cut off. roach. You're talking about like a I, roach. I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I classified it as a roach. It right. was big and oh, yellow. Big fucker. Yeah, he was like they were like an inch and a half long. Yeah, that's a palmetto bug. Okay, right? both of them were smashed instantly it's because I was bug. like, yes. Oh my god, I you do not find your way into the house. I've right. managed to keep you fuckers away. Right. Um. And we've managed to be ant free, also by you know not being oh, nice. clean. Uh, but the pool and water, the pool has, has like, ants. That that has yeah, because they because of the water. water they, right? Yeah, the pool the the pool deck will get a stream of ants that yeah. make their way to the water and back. And you know, yeah, Orkin was here one day and they wanted to spray. I'm like, I don't have a problem. They're like, How do you not have a problem? Oh, really? like, why why would I have a problem? Like we're clean. Yeah, but bugs get in. No, they don't. No, um, no, because it's not a problem. First I was all, like, I have ants at the pool. Oh, well, we can take care of that. I'm like, no, you can't. There's nature, and they've found water, and right. that's going to be. Right. It's not like they're swarming out there. Right, right. They make their trail, and when we're out in the pool with our food and, and drinks, we don't put them in the ant path, and the ants <laughs> seem to be fine with that. <laughs> See, now, at my house, there was an old tree, the stump. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. And I remember you had so, wasps or bees or something. Uh, yeah, that was up in the tree, time. which was yeah. hysterical in itself. But, um, yeah, you videotaped that. Mm-hmm. A video somewhere. That his hysterical video, by the way, because we were inside and you hear the the bees hitting the window. Remember that? I was like, oh my god, you could hear them hitting the windows. They're like, ding, 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 ding. I don't remember that. Steve put on the motorcycle helmet and the motorcycle jacket. Yes. And put the the fogger. Yeah, to, yeah, to put the in the hole. In it. Yeah. Right? And then you had so, a spray that you could shoot from like 50 feet away or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, anyway. So tree. when we cut that tree down, the, the palmetto bugs, which is a nice way to say big-ass roaches. Uh-huh. Right? There was like 40 of them in there. Uh-huh. And we, we went to town killing them. But that's where they were coming from over the years. Right. And they would work, once in a while, they would work their way inside the house. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I'm not okay with those bugs. Right. Never have been. And my when my mother moved into my guest house, I was like, "Wow!" Because we get we get them often back there. Oh, you, you know? do? Yeah. I would expect them more in your house than the guest house. Actually, more in the guest. House. That's weird because the guest house is on a slab, and your house is a raised foundation. Yeah. So there's a crawl space under your house, right. which means that. Spiders and bugs right. and rats and gophers and all sorts of stuff can easily right. live in that moist, shaded area. Yeah, yeah. So that surprises me. But anyway, your mom gets them. She gets them. She gets them all the time. And seventy-eight years old. And by the way, growing up with this woman, if there was a fly, she would be like, ah, screaming. You right. Know? So now she comes to me and she cracks me up because she has this big ass dictionary, and she goes, "Oh, I need your help, and I know it's a bug." So she goes over to the bug, and she drops the dictionary on it, <laughs> and then she stands on the dictionary to kill this bug. <laughs> and then I get there, and I'm like, it's not dead. It's just under the dictionary. It's just, no, it's dead. And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's not dead. It's under the dictionary. You did not. She goes, I stood on it, and I went, it's not dead. 
take the dictionary off, it like goes, well, that thing was heavy, and then starts taking <laughs> it off. So then I would go and I would get like a Tupperware. Mm-hmm. You know, well, first of all, I try and kill it. Killing it is the first thing. I, I don't, as far as roaches go, I'm not saving any. Crickets, I save them all the time. You know? Yeah, Deanna those, will capture the crickets by hand and then let them go. Yeah, I do I that. don't do that. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm, I have no problem with crickets. Roaches, even though they do the same amount of damage to your hand, I'm not doing that. Right. Roach, yeah. you know? So um, it's it's really just to get it because I'll sit there and hit it with a tire iron. If you don't, if you don't hit it right, you don't kill it. Just you know? step on it. If that, Step on it. Twist, my problem, squish, you hear unfortunately, with my legs, the one the part of the damage that has has stayed with me is my reflex muscles are gone. Oh, gotcha. So w- my attempt to step on something is like a giant going raw. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's gone by that time. Right. So, um, so beforehand, I think we finished the bug conversation. We finished. Here. We're done. The bug. Uh, you yes. were uh, you were in. You had some YouTube questions or uh you were amazed about yes the youtube i am so okay okay so i have are you caught up on our vlogs um i'm i'm still learning i'm learning about these the vlogs no i mean have have you caught up have you watched them all where are you i'm i'm caught up i watched the the time no what's it called i I watched the harry potter oh harry potter was like two days ago yeah i'm i'm like almost i think there's one in there that i missed but i'm pretty much um, yeah, and that has become uh, addicting. By the way, I'm I'm going to tell you this as as if you're not my friend, I don't even know you. When I first started watching the vlog, I went, "All right, okay, why? Yeah, I don't know why a person would do this." He's and I'm like, it's fun watching the edit of him pouring a cup of coffee because he goes co- cup coffee sugar sweet sup, sip, and I go, that's fun. And then the next thing, and the next thing, and then I go, "All right," and then I go, um, and She's working out. Okay, he's working out. Okay. And then, you know, you get this much, a quarter of an inch, you get, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Oh, he didn't do it. Right? Right. And that, it's not because I'm your friend. I'm going, is he going to do it? It's right. This is hardcore, right? Then the next time I go to watch the video, I'm like, yeah, all right, I got a few minutes. I'm, let me watch, see what he, he did there. Cause, because I'm intrigued by the... Um, the title, did I go too far? <laughs> right? oh. And I'm like, going, what's that? What's that? All right, that's right. And then I go, oh, he went too far. <laughs> oh my God, he went too far, which was funny as shit. I'm laughing. In today, you can't go too, not like yeah. that. For you guys, audience, I don't know if your audience, <laughs> I, I went, oh. They seem to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. So then I go, is he, is he going to do it? You're gonna do it. By the way, you you um you put the food in your mouth, the, the ice cream in your mouth. Very very disappointing. <laughs> uh, I ate something before the the ice cream oh, wasn't did, the first thing. Then, then that's when I missed because that was oh. the first one. Oh, I ate I I forget what day. Somewhere around day seventeen, I finally ate something. Finally, then I, oh, there's a day where Deanna, it she keeps talking to me just mm-hmm. it's nice. back and forth but yeah so anyway. so yes now i'm completely addicted and again i'm not saying this because you're my friend mm. i'm completely addicted because i'm like i want to know what deanna's doing at work <laughs> and i want to <laughs> know um if she's throwing the ball in the morning which is great <laughs> I, I i i'm like sometimes she doesn't throw the ball why doesn't she throw the ball 
why am the I... The ball gets thrown every morning. It no, just there was rain. There was rain. No, she oh, didn't yeah. throw the so ball. So she gave the ball to the dog to play she with. She just gave him the ball, yeah. But I'm like, no, what about throwing the ball? What's wrong with throwing the ball? And then I want to know what, what we're going to fix in the house. <laughs> What's broken know. today? I'm like, why are we fixing the, the washing machine again? We already fixed the washing machine. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Works. But I'm I'm just telling you, like, like wh- who I've become. Right. <laughs> and this isn't because... I'm, there's... The in, initial interest was absolutely because you're my friend. Right. You know? The, the initial... Okay, let me see what he's doing. You know? Right. But since then, I give you nothing... As far as the friend goes, I, I'm going like. I want. I'm really curious. I want to know when you guys went to, um, because you guys own hardly. Other than sitting there, you don't do stuff together. Every once in a while, you go somewhere on Saturdays the beach. because yeah, on Saturdays we're together. Yeah. 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 So for the most part, I'm watching you guys <clears throat> separately. Yeah, her day and my day. Yeah. Her day, your day. Um, so so yes, when um, I want to see how you guys were at. I loved the. The Asian guy that was watching the camera, looking at the camera. Harry Potter. Yeah, you could, it couldn't have been better. Is that why is that camera? I on? I was walking up behind him, and I was like, "Am I? Is he still going to be there when I arrive? Because I'm going to talk to him." Um, and uh, and he walked away just before, yeah. so I didn't get I didn't get that interaction with him. But it was. Still, I'm like, is he going to take the camera? Because I was wondering phone. that too. Is your phone or your? Uh, at that point, no. Most of that was shot with actually that camera right there, oh. which is a Canon HFS 200. <laughs> he was looking right into it. Yeah, and the it's got a flip out side screen, so he's looking at himself in the oh. camera, trying to figure out why is this camera <laughs> unattended right here. Um, and it says it's recording. It's recording. Yeah. So I was curious if he was going to pick it up. Uh, and then that episode ends where we do that long walk off on City Walk with that camera yes. behind. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, it's ballsy, no? Yeah, that, that the whole episode was shot. A lot of the more recent ones have been shot with that camera because that camera broke on me in St. Martin or it, it caused some issues and I wasn't sure what was wrong with it. So uh, recently I started playing with it again to see I, and I figured out what was wrong with it and it so I, I've just been testing it to make sure I can take it to Italy with us oh nice um, so yeah I, I've shot a lot of my vlog stuff with it as opposed to the iPhone 6 but uh, we you, since you haven't caught up to the last episode um, we have stopped daily vlogging and we're going to three days a week oh this but, was the end of the month yeah we made it 31 okay. days and on 31 days we announced that we would be doing uh, Monday Wednesday Friday oh wow um, and so you're weaning us off slowly. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a long time. Oh, all right. um, I just, as we talked before, producing my day, I spent too much time yeah. doing it. And they're like, I've got, you know, I got to sit down. I got to pay taxes. It's going to yeah. take me all day. And this, there's, look, a, a couple of taps on a on a, t- a calculator and a pen writing and paper opening there's only so much you can do to make, you know, doing your taxes and mail right. easy or not easy, entertaining. Um, so I've got that. I've got work that I have to do for a client. There's a, just a few things. So uh, the plan is, is like whatever I shoot uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, anything interesting we might do tomorrow, we're going to uh, um, uh, dinner at a restaurant in Santa Monica. I'll shoot something oh, cool. there. Uh, anything entertaining that we might do, I'll wrap. I like into to bring in the family. That was Monday. cool. Yeah. I never knew those people. Um, they were, and oddly, they were excited. They were kind of, they were interested. They all watched the vlog, and they've they? all become interested nice. in the vlog, which I wasn't 
I, I didn't like, I didn't expect him to resist it. Right. Um, but, uh, I just thought they would be like, it's some crazy thing that he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. It's whatever. Um, so yeah, before we went out to Melinda's Malibu place, um, when she invited us, I was like, we're going to vlog. And she's like, Oh, absolutely. It's a perfect place to vlog. So okay. they, they, yeah, they knew about it. Um, Anyway, so we're going to three days a week, and hopefully I can get some other things done, including editing our previous Europe videos <laughs> oh, wow. that need, still need to be done. Uh, but anyhow. When's Italy? Uh, Italy is July. And I look, I have, I, have fr- I have the rest of England to cut, France to cut, Belgium, Spain, wow. uh, uh, Oahu, Seattle, Florida, and uh, Ohio, Cincinnati. Jeez. That's all sitting on a shelf, and that's where I was like, I, I can't do. I've got to. I can't do this daily thing. Yeah, I've got to finish this stuff up. <clears throat> I'm hoping that the skills that I gained pushing out a video on a daily basis will translate, yeah. and I'm hoping that I'm going to move much faster on these other videos. Now we'll see. That's cool. Uh, so you your channel you started to say before I derailed it to me. What is that? You were starting to say dating series. We were talking about YouTube. I think you were going to ask me. Um, I'm just I'm just blown away that oh that's what it is. the dating series stuff. Um, like <clears throat> the time put into writing of one of those little bits yeah. where I'm sitting and arguing with Siri. Yeah, you know, um, I've done it on a live basis. People laugh throughout the whole thing to the point where it buries the next thing because it's like a recording we right. talked about that um and it, it's like a recording so i'm like wow they're missing some of the story because they're laughing so hard so then when i do it as a, a sitcom kind of like in the in my house i'd say in two but it's one because and i rehearse i i have to um write it rehearse it Mm-hmm. I keep on hitting the thing. I keep read the note, read the note, read the note, read the note, and she keeps on, you know, back and forth. And then put it all together. I don't really edit those because I'm not adding her voice. I'm just doing it all in one. So, which is kind of like you know, rehearsing a, a one shot throughout right. a house, right? You know. Anyway, um, and then I turn on YouTube and I see some kid go. I'm dating Siri. Hi, honey. And she goes, hi, darling. And he goes, ah, you see 50,000 hits. Right. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And now I'm looking at him. I'm like, it's not necessarily the best look. It's not like he's he's like little girls have a crush on him. They're like, going, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you have to see what he wrote. He did, you know. But I'm just blown away with what the content of why something goes. Like, why does something get 75,000 hits? And another thing gets three, and the thing that got three isn't like something that would go viral, like a puppy licking its, you know. Right. All things considered, meaning if the playing field is the same between two such performers and two such videos, and they are two such channels, um, it's luck of the draw. It's rough. I mean, PewDiePie, who has 40. 50 million subscribers i think now mm. he's has more the most subscribers than anybody um he, he did a video recently where he's like i can spend we can spend days and days making a video and it will get 
no views, hardly any views. I mean, no views for him is you know is two million. Two million, right? Um, and then we shit out. That's actually his term. We shit out another video and slap on a clickbaity title, and you know it does great. It gets five million views, mm. and it's frustrating as a creator to be like, I invested so much time in this, yeah. and nobody's watching it. Our channel, we have twenty three thousand subscribers, and the vlogs get viewed one to 500 times. And that can feel very discouraging because mm. you go, well, I'm not reaching. I, you know, I want to see it watched 20,000 times. Right. I want to see it shared. PewDiePie, same thing. He's got 50 million subs and a typical video gets watched like 2 million times. Right. He has very low audience engagement while most people subscribe. I subscribe to PewDiePie. I watch hardly any of his stuff. Yeah. Um, occasionally a title or something topical will catch my attention and I'll watch it. So uh, then you go to this kid, and this is where all things considered. You and I watch videos on YouTube, and we don't really share them. Right. Uh, and if you share it, your friends don't share it because right. your friends are your age, and they don't share it. They don't want, oh, what's my boss going to think if I share this video of a cat humping a bunny? Right. There's there's okay. a lot of the a lot of image behind that and a lot of worry. Even if you are not a conceited person, you still stop and go, what are people going to think if I share this? So maybe I shouldn't share this. When you're 19, you share everything. Right. Like, oh, this bunny, this cat humping a bunny is hilarious. I don't give a fuck what people think. It's funny. And you share it and then they share it and they share it and they share it. So the views are much higher. In addition to that, when you're 16, and for kids who are even younger, but when you're 16, you have a thousand subscribers on yeah. YouTube because you go to school with a thousand people. Yeah. So getting that, or Instagram or whatever, getting that base off the ground of then people who share your stuff is much easier. And if you're 17 and you share this cat humping or this, you, you share your buddy back to your world, you share your buddy talking dating Siri. Mm -hmm. and then your that friend shares it with another 17 year old another 17 year old well a lot of parents are friends with their kids and then the parent sees it and goes oh my god this is you remember kyle he played right. soccer with <laughs> look at this this is funny he's dating siri and now i'm seeing this kid's right. video and that's that's the and by the way when i when i do something like i just did this blast of here subscribe to my channel which I got one subscriber. Did you really? I one subscriber. I did something wrong. I must have done something wrong because I I well the day and the time that you do it is the other thing. Uh, so yeah, you didn't do something wrong. You need to do it weekly. Yeah, and uh, you know you need to retailer it or whatever. Somehow tell a joke right, and right. choose different days because that's the other thing. And this is. I learned this with this was the thing I learned of the daily vlog and I'll go over my analytics better, but our videos are watched more Monday through Friday than they are Saturday, Sunday. Oh, really? So that was part of the reason of choosing vlogging Monday, Wednesday, Friday, oh, as okay. opposed to vlogging on Saturday okay. and Sunday. Right. Um, so, and then the time of day, Oh, this was another interesting one. And I tested this, uh, I originally started posting videos at 6 a.m. Pacific time, which is 9 a.m. East Coast time. Mm -hmm. Then I tried, I stopped and I said, okay, what if I post at 3 a.m., which becomes 6 a.m. East Coast time? Right. Those videos got less views. Really? Yeah. So posting at 6 a.m. got more views. Why? Hmm. Well, 
I can only assume that when people, so 6 a.m. became 9 East Coast time, maybe when people were now fully awake, the video went up and they just got that notification right. as they were at work or as they were having breakfast, as opposed to it being in there, it already being there and them plowing through their email, right. throwing a bunch of stuff away and no longer paying attention to it. Right. It looks fresh, I which makes saying. me wonder if I push it another three hours and post it at nine our time, will that same thing affect California's East West coasters? Right. Are they throwing it away? So will I get more views there? So I'm going to be trying that this week. I'm going to probably wild. post Monday's the, video at nine and see how many views it ends up getting. That things like that are are bizarre because um, I went to go see this. Um, <clears throat> actually, went to a, a club last night um, and saw uh, I I mom so hard packed house completely packed. And these two women are doing something right across the board because, first of all, to pack a live audience and then to get 50,000 or 25,000 subscriptions. I think that's what they have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, that, to me, is like you're doing something right. And, and how do people know to go to I'm, – I'm sorry. They hear something, I mom so hard. That's a fun phrase. That's right. a fun name. Something you got to think about. So what is she talking about? Yeah, I mom so hard. That's so yeah. great. And I mom so hard. I can picture saying it to young moms yeah. and they go, let me see that because I mom so hard. Right. You know? So I get it. I right. get that. But when you ha- when it's <clears throat> PewDiePie. Right. When it's something like that, you go, is that, was that enough? Did I miss it on that? And obviously I missed it on that because... There's seventy hundred thousand million trillion. What is it? For Fifty million, and 50 but million. again, the audience engagement is pretty low. Casey uh, Neistat, who has six million subscribers, averages about three million views per video. So that is a hell of an audience engagement. Like he's at fifty percent. PewDiePie is around ten percent. Um, I'm on so hard, as you said, twenty five thousand subscribers. You know, the best lesson of this is Mel Gibson and the Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. Instead of having broad comedy, or you know, I went to comedy, instead of having a broad subject, have a very narrow subject that serves an underserved audience. So Passion of the Christ comes out. There hasn't been a, a theatrically released biblical movie in decades. Mm. And now there's this just, there's a rabid group of religious people who are looking for content, this movie comes out, they share it, they, you know, it went crazy. When that movie came out on home video, they were selling church packs, 10 packs. Like, it wasn't even, you went to Best Buy and you bought singles, you bought 10, 10. you bought them in cases and in 10 packs because you were going to give them out to your friends and stuff. That movie made tons of money. Um, I had a friend, uh, Alec McNair, who, uh, he he was an early YouTube sensation, although he's left YouTube a long time ago. But they made a show about real estate agents 15 years ago and did ridiculously well with it because real estate agents shared it with real estate agents. Mm-hmm. It spoke to their niche and nobody was making – no one was making fun of real estate and real estate agents. So it was easily shareable among their group. There's a lot of real estate agents, yeah, so yeah. it got shared. There's a lot of moms. It's, you know, this niche thing. The videos that I make and you, the videos you're making, Siri, 
is so broad and yeah, it's yeah. so hard to how do you target that broad audience um and but you know i've fought with this many times trying to figure out what is that what is that underserved niche that i care about that would share something yeah and apparently it's well, not it's this broad I, I mean i'm into this broad audience right although i tend to skew but you tend to think that way I tend yeah. right. I think broadly, and I tend to yeah. be more vulgar. So that's where I narrow things into. Right, right. You know, it's probably a little off color and vulgar than than you know what would be a broad. But audience. even at that, dude. I mean, like <clears throat> when you look at the there, there are things on South Park that I go, wow, right. And and there's nothing that you did that that day with. Did I go? Did I go too far? Well, not, I, go too far. I might have went too far. I forget what it was yeah, titled. But, yeah, but, like but there's nothing on that that, that surpassed uh, one of the heavier um, uh, um, South Parks. You know what I mean? No, but if you come to the channel, to our channel, and that's the first video you watch, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how funny it would be. Like, um, you know, that's video 17, 18. You, you, a lot of people have gone all along with on this ride of uh, who we are. And I mean, that's certainly in context of who I am. But that was like, I like, look, I, I had planned that bit um, yeah. weeks before. I had, yeah, I had made a note that I was going to do that. What bit. was the connection with the girl that said she was like, I just don't like when you um when you push product. So the audience, as you know, being a stand-up comedian, sometimes you just get gold and the audience leads you that way or right. the audience gives you enough for you to take it down that road. Okay, good. All right. I just so, want to make sure that uh, Vanessa, self, so yeah. we have a bunch of numbers following her name. I don't, I don't know. It um, was cute because it was Vanessa. Right. Was so Vanessa had, and I didn't know when I, I had this idea that I was going to do that bit. And I didn't know when I was going to do it or how. I didn't know if I was going to. I was going to do a PSA with Deanna, and I was going to put Deanna in as it because you know she's much more sexier doing that. Um, so the day before, Vanessa with a bunch of numbers uh, had made a comment on YouTube about Groundhog Day, and that the video like right. watching our vlogs was like Groundhog Day because we did. There were certain elements right, we right. did every day. The, right. the but, Deanna worked out. I did the yes. pull ups. And she was not, uh, she wasn't being mean. No, she was no. just comparing it, it to a, it. It wasn't derogatory. It was, um, it was, and I took that kernel, like every day producing your life, right. you go, uh, what the, what am I going to shoot today? And I didn't know what I was going to shoot that day. And I read her comment and I was like, I know what I'm going to shoot today. I'm going to shoot Groundhog. I'm going to compare it to the Truman show. Right. So I did that in that vlog. Well, the following morning, uh, and I also made fun of vloggers, uh, Lewis yes. Cole and Ben Brown and that, um, so the following morning, she comments again to say, I wasn't, you know, being mean, which I never thought she was. Um, uh, and I just, I hate it because I had made the comment about vloggers before. She goes, I hate it when people hawk product. And that was the moment right. where I was like, I'm lying in bed. I read her comment and I was like, today's going to be the sponsor video. <laughs> and Deanna wasn't here. And I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to just going to do it. Doing it. And. Uh, so I, then I, in the kitchen, I set up the laptop and I read her comment and then I did the thing. Today's video is sponsored right. by, and, um, I went out and I, you know, did the shot at target and whatever. And, uh, I 
sh- I shot all the stuff for it. And then when I was sitting there editing it, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I should do this. I don't. I, I mean, first of all, when you said it, you, you said it. First of all, when let me let me just make a um, a complete broad statement here. And this is a public service announcement in itself. When Vince Roca says the words, I don't know if I went too far. <laughs> know that you should probably approach this delicately. <laughs> Go, ah, maybe I shouldn't see this because we don't know what we're going to see. And I have to say, I think that there was just one moment. In, <laughs> one moment. Of, I went, whoa. Where the other, I went, okay, all right, oh, no, he's not. Oh, no, he's not. And then I went, no, we don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when you went, you kind of went, all right, maybe I went too far. (laughs) I I said what the audience was probably thinking in that moment. Yes, you did. Um, I showed it to Deanna when she got home. And she said, and I was like, yeah, take a look. And I didn't, I didn't brace her or anything. (laughs) And the moment that uh, I, after I announced this uh, video is sponsored by, and then the next shot I'm sitting down, Deanna started laughing oh, and nice. I was like, okay, nice. it's going to, uh, yeah. it, then it's fine. This is going to f- go. And, uh, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, I watch cause you stop. Look, the, the other problem for it, when I watched it, this is what I was thinking. What if potential bosses see this? What am I saying to people? Yeah. Who might look at it and go, uh, what is he doing? Um, but, you know, I love editing comedy. And if you got it, you know, you, okay, you so, got it. Um, the uh, Indie.com yeah. com- competition. You used to do a lot of things for yeah, Indie.com. When, when they first they first started out, a friend, she, um, she was helping them get off the ground. And she said, I just need content. I need people to make videos. Tom, please make a video. Mm-hmm. Make a video. right? And they were doing, like, really simple, ridiculous challenges and she's like you can make you can make five hundred dollars and i was like i'm not going for the five hundred dollars i'll make you a video it'd be funny right. i'm I'm going for fun right so i made a few that were ridiculous stupid and by the way ones that i made i thought to myself you know a potential boss a potential um uh, um production company um television studio would look, look at this and go no i don't want this guy because right. His content is ridiculous. It's stupid. Right. It's not talented. Whatever. And then one of the ones that won was a guy taking a dump in a shower. Right? Uh-huh. And I think she said the the competition was something like, you know, what's something that's her... Oh, oh something that you would tweet about. It was something that was so um, arbitrary. But that he shows a shot of his feet. And then... <laughs> And then I'm like going, what is this about? Because he won it. He won the thing. Right. And you see this thing go boom right next to his feet. And then he steps on it trying to push it down into the. Oh, my God. It was worse. It got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And he won. So he. So this is the thing, the uh, video that they're going to play every single. You know, it's. Right. It's stuck there on the top of their their page. Right. You know, and she had to call him up. and She asked him nicely. You know, I don't know the exact. I just know that it's not up there anymore. So imagine that conversation. You know, right? Um, listen, we you won. 
And uh, we'd really like to take that down now, that video, because kids watch. And, and by the way, like, the only reason I watched, I, I watched it because I want to know what won. Right. And then when I watched it, I went, did that just happen? And right. I played it back, and I kept moving the thing back on. <laughs> is that a candy bar? What is that? It was, I was going, oh, my God. And then he kept going with it. Right. And, and everybody went, it won. And he had, like, tons of hits on it. So you sit there and you go, what are, you know, there's a fine line between talent and just shocking, you know. Um, and then you go, yeah, so big freaking deal. That's, you know, um, that's what that content was. So anyway, when I, <laughs> it was more, I feel like watching your vlog and you're kind of explaining it to people. Like, you know, this is a rational thought here. Look. <laughs> well, because we I went, really feel that well, way about that product. Yes. Like that product uh, changed obviously. my life. <laughs> it is a fantastic product. <laughs> it is a fantastic product. Yeah, I mean, by the way, and I, I feel like we in my lifetime, with product. <laughs> in my lifetime, uh-huh. microwaves, cell phones, right, um, computers, right, and you go, well, what about pre-cell phones? Right. What did I do when I was eight years old, nine years old, and I was out, you know, at at nine o'clock at night? My parents wanted me home, and time, you know, was at my friend's house across the street, or behind my friend's house, and and they couldn't call to find out what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. what did we do? So, and Charmin, the, those things, not Charmin, yeah, the, the Charmin, wet, yeah. wet wipes. Yeah. Yeah, those things came out, you know, I don't know what we were thinking growing up. Yeah, I. I well, I, I mean. It's one of those did, things that has just super changed my life. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the other one, I haven't, I haven't figured out how to make it funny, um, but. Uh, or, and I don't know the, uh, well, I did another bit as you saw on the electric toothbrush. Yes. And, uh, um, and I, I had made a note. So there you go. I didn't know what I was going to do with that either. I, I had made a note that I wanted to talk about it because that toothbrush is life changing. It's pretty amazing. That's like great. it's a pretty cool thing. You know, it, it, you know, it, it's one of those gadgets. It's a microwave. Um, but the other thing it also has to do with tooth care is a floss stick. The floss stick has changed oh. my life. So you use that the, the oh, little God, I love the, the little hook stick. thing. Yeah. With the, yeah, I can't do it. Why not? I don't. It, my teeth are squashed together too much. I don't know. It just, well, how do you get regular floss in? There? I get it in there, but I'll break the little fucking stick. Huh. I don't know. Um. So I did. I never really flossed it was such a pain in the ass something you got to do and you know front of the mirror and you know trying to figure out did i get this tooth or this tooth right, and right. working your way around and i just i didn't i wasn't a flosser i don't know five six years ago the the thing was invented and i got it for free from the dentist um the sad thing is that it's never, like a little toothpick on one side it's a it's toothbrush got... with a wing on the other side I gotta look at this thing that you talk. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll show you. I mean, it's a, it's got a U on it, and then yeah. the stick comes out, and then the floss goes back and forth like that. Uh, it's hard for people to visualize that, um, which is why I was gonna make a video about it. So I have uh, in, in next to the television is a Tupperware container with a floss stick for Deanna, oh, one right for there. me, and, and why gum. Are you watching TV. 
every every night and we gum. floss and gum. So you just, you floss. Right. And the cool thing about the harder thing about using regular floss is you have to have your mouth open right. so things fly out. Right. And it, that's why you got to do it in the bathroom. The floss stick, you can close your lips and you whatever might come loose of your teeth, you just swallow. I mean, it's food. <laughs> you ate it. Sounds disgusting, but I don't know why it is. Um, so, and then after we floss every night, uh, then I usually rinse my mouth out with water and I swallow that again. I don't know why that seems disgusting. It was food. If I it was ate an it, anchovy, it'd be bad. And it was and in my mouth. It was two days ago. I so, actually I just wrote that to somebody because they said that they called a friend of theirs uh-huh. and they they were on the street. They saw him on the sidewalk. They called him. He looked at his phone and put it back. Oh. <laughs> so I was I would, like, I would walk that and chase that person down. <laughs> so, he, he said to me, so he he posted that and I went, Oh dude. I said, so that one time you called me and you got all mad at me. I said, I swear to God, I, I wrote, so I said, I just had, Oh, so when I saw the phone, I just picked my teeth and a piece of anchovy from two days ago. Just that's the face I was making. It had nothing to do with your phone, and I, I was just joking on his thing. But I just recently said the anchovy stuck in the teeth thing. That's what. Um, anyway, but so you do it right there at the TV, watching TV. Yeah, and and then I, I think that's worse than the, I the sw- Charmin. I swish water around, and then I swallow that, <laughs> and then I chew gum. And, and then we you chew, chew gum. We chew the, gum what's the watching. gum for? To get other pieces? Um, I like chewing gum. I chew a lot of gum as yeah. it is, but mm-hmm. uh, I I do it after the flossing. Um, you know, trident. It's like brushing, and you know, it freshens your mouth, <laughs> and it's post dinner. We do this right no, after four dinner. Four out of five um, dentists recommend. Also, I find that, that chewing gum after a meal uh, help. They say it helps with digestion, but I also find that I burp. Uh, okay. You'll, I don't know. So. From chewing gum? Yeah, because oh. I guess you swallow air, or I don't know if it's the the movement of masticating, of moving your teeth that causes it. I don't know. Masticating is one of those comedic fun words. That's a good word. Yeah. Um, I masticated last night. I masticated I, with I my parents. three times. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the floss stick. So, anyway, what else is new? What, 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 what else? do you got? What's going on, man? How's your health? Help the, um, I'm still not calling about the one thing. I should have to call. I have to call the doctor and find out about the last test. Why aren't you calling? Because I don't want to hear what he has to say. But you know you got to have an operation, so what the hell do you not want to hear? You that, already know I don't want to hear that come in on Monday. That's what I don't want to hear. Why not? Because I don't want to go in on Monday. Well, you got something to do on Monday? <laughs> I'll, I'll think of something to do. <laughs> I have to masticate. Is Tuesday better? <laughs> I'm masticating on Monday. Um, why? I mean, putting it off is, uh, uh, I got no answer for you. I got no answer for you. I give, give me the emotional answer. What are you thinking? Where, what's going on? I'm what's just, the, I, I'm, um, there's, there's still like a 50, 50 shot that he might not say come in on Monday. You know, he, I mean, there's a possibility that he might not. So, um, I don't know. I got to. I gotta call him up and find out. Uh, I'm not in your shoes, so I'm not gonna pretend to be. I, I just sort of like uh, am nonchalant about any sort of procedure. Like if it needs to be done, yeah, okay, fine. So, uh, and I don't know the experience that you went through, so it's it's difficult. Like I say, I'm not in your shoes. I don't know, but I live in this world of just like 
there's something in me. All right, take it out. Or there's something on me and take it out. Let's I always have been. I always mm-hmm. have been. And I've had, uh, I've had a, uh, I'm the guy who re- immediately replaces the knob mm-hmm. in the car that breaks. Mm-hmm. That's me. So go on. Yeah. And, and, um, it's all, all my life. I have been the guy that like, let me just go do it. Like, fine. That's fine. You know, knock me out. I'm fine. Right. I think, um, one of the, um, the second operation at the open heart, I, I experienced a paranoia from the drugs mm-hmm. that really freaked me out. Mm. That really bummed me out. The, right. We talked about that drug on yeah, the, the, the podcast. Am, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what's the residual issue, you know, um, that I'm like going. Um, that carried through to the second operation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, um, I don't know, maybe that has something to do with it. Um, and then I'm I'm like looking at things like I'm like I want to do this first I want to do this first I don't have time for an operation I got to do this I got okay. things to do right but you also have a terror isn't <laughs> getting any better and if you want to do things you kind of need to patch the hole right <laughs> well no there's no hole yet what's well, a terror um but it's tear, not bleeding out it's just tear a, is, a tear on one of the linings the um the tear has subsided what what's happening now is it's it's weakening it's getting wide it's the so there's a hole is, though there's a tear there's it's torn yeah i don't really know what blood is leaking out in no a, no blood is leaking out it's not no oh okay no no blood is leaking out so there. if there's several walls to the vein or artery or Ar- whatever yeah. the artery because yeah okay if there's several walls to the artery one of the walls is torn it's not torn completely through yeah, because if it's torn completely through, then blood has to be making its way. Um, my understanding of the dissection was that there are many layers okay. to the artery, and that um, we haven't the, busted through the, the rip, final layer. It, an inner liner, it it busted through gotcha. that and then got stuck. But that I actually had some leakage into into my body, right? Because. The only reason I know that is because he was like, what's this on your left side here? Right. And I couldn't even look, turn my head to look at it. And I was like, why? What are you looking at? He goes, this discoloration. And I went, that's the color of me dying. <laughs> so so I went, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, so that's never been there before. And I went, if I don't know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. then it's not been there. Um, so... So that there were there were problems within that moment of it bleeding, um, uh, of it bleeding out to some degree, right? And they went in and stinted it, and um, I lost. Can it repair? Can the it? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. It, um, like that's why the stint the stint is making it so it goes around it. Mm-hmm. You know. Now you're you the psychotic illusions from the drug yes. are uh are making you apprehensive about hearing come in on Monday. Uh is it the uh are you worried about the possible death, the imminent expiration? Um or is it, that it's really bizarre is I feel like it um that uh, the issue of that is already like um, built in, you know, I'm sitting here going, do I, 
plan on living another 20 years, 30 years? Uh-huh. What's going on? Uh-huh. Do I plan on giving up soon? Is it like that? I mean, because I've heard people that you go, um, no, it wasn't like that. They were having a good time. They were enjoying them. You know, they're on the other side and they're pissed off about it. You know, um, that's true too. So are you still in the, uh, I, I don't know what you, how, how to phrase it, what word to use, the resigned or the, I guess the accept. Um, you've, are you still in the frame of mind that you've accepted the possibility of death? Uh, the overall yes okay yeah now and and by the way that so you I didn't just, grow up with that right no, I, no, no that that came that came much later in life and and from examining from going through a whole bunch of stuff um in in my life that uh, and examining the other side from this side right. going um okay that's real to me this is real to me this isn't this isn't um in doing that uh-huh. i actually going <clears throat> um I'm okay with it. I'm I'm absolutely fine with it. Okay. I think death is a beautiful thing. It it is okay. it is just as beautiful as birth. It's just as be- it's sad because the guy moved away. You know, right. the guy's not going to be there. But a lot of people move away and then we never see him again. And we don't realize that the last time we saw him was the last time we were going to see him. Right. I, like you I, may I, never see Steve again. He's in New York. Well, no, that fucker comes around too way too often. But you, but you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. you. He, no, I have an yeah. aunt in the witness protection program. Do that really? was death. I do. Get the fuck out. I All right, wait a minute. Before. <laughs> so you've accepted the uh, uh, the idea or the possibility or the whatever the you you've come to terms with death is on the table, but you just don't want to be psychotic. You don't want to have delusions. Right. In those, in those final hours, <laughs> I, I would. I like to keep it straight up. Yeah. You don't want to be. Oh, I'm Jim, not, You don't want to be Jim Morrison. No, you've, you've done your share of shrooms in the seventies, yeah, and I'm now done. you, whatever yeah. life you have left, you want to be fully cognizant yeah. for. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, now, I, 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 a question I had for you, and I don't know, maybe we're we're way too morbid now. Um, maybe I've gone <laughs> too far. Uh, being this comedian that you are, and the writer that you are. Have you uh, videotaped anything for a possible wake or a in, in case the no. moment happens? Have you written anything no, because, you that know, you want spoken in case the operation doesn't? You know, I I kind of that's where I go. That's a plan for death. You know what I mean? Instead of a backup. It's but you know, I I never I've never done it. But I gotta say like. 20 years ago when I first got a camcorder, I considered like maybe it would be awesome to like talk to people from the grave right. and like make a video oh, and be like, I, I don't need it. I don't need a video to talk to. If you think for one second that I go and I'm not busting your balls. I mean, at the event, <laughs> at the event, I'm busting your like, balls. Now, if I want everybody to have their own real visual of it like that, right. that's one thing. But I'm picking out a hand uh, full, you know, like I got a handful of people that I'm going, oh, no, they're they're going to know. I'm hanging around. I'm, I'm hanging around with those people. And by the way, I'm I'm like, you know how somebody goes, oh, well, there was a beautiful bird that flew over his grave and it, and, it sat, and I right. know it was just him. I know it. Yeah. Nobody's going to question. They're going to go, holy shit. Right. That's Tom. Because I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm I'm. That I'm setting up for right. people. <laughs> that I'm letting people know. 
Uh, all right. So enough uh, more morbidity, right. and you touched on something that I now have to ask questions. Oh about. yeah. Okay. You ready? Uh, your aunt. Okay. Aunt. My aunt. Uh, Father, sister, mother, sister. Mother, sister. Mother, sister. Mother was um, a uh, is a gold medalist old, uh, uh, figure skater. Yes. Your mother, uh, and a sweet, sweet woman. And uh, her sister, younger, younger, older. Younger, eighteen years younger. Eight. Oh, that's a lot younger. Yes. Okay. Her sister. Go yes. on. I've got. So, uh, um, I was fifteen. Okay. Right? So this is and she, some years ago. My parents. My my parents actually took her in um, when she was nine. And started, um, uh, and and they, she was my older sister for a while, you know, um, growing up. I, um, I think I was just born at the time. So she is, so 18 years, wait a minute, she's 18 years younger than she, your mom. So she's, so she's like, older than you. She's older, older than me. Um, I, if I remember correctly, they took her in at around nine and I was just born. Okay. And then, so um, they had it for like three years to like she was 12. Okay. My dad tells a story of um, she went down the street and got all the neighbors and brought them into the bathroom while my father's taking a shower. <laughs> and she opens it. She goes, That's my uncle. <laughs> nice. Um, so um, now at 15 years old, now, by the way, at 14, at 13, I mean, she, we knew she was doing Coke. She, we knew she was like, Mm -hmm. um, she had big red hair, wear see-through stuff, mm -hmm. right? She would come. She came on the boat when um, when I was thirteen. I had two friends on the boat, and she wore the first thong that like was ever built. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and my father freaked out. He was like, "You go put some clothes on." There's thirteen-year-old boys on this. I was like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> my, my aunt was hot, but then she started dating this guy. Mm -hmm. Um. And yo, know, she drove a Bentley on the, the left, uh, uh, right side steering wheel. She she drove oh, okay. a Bentley. An English um, the, Bentley. The mob, somebody in the mob gave it to her. Okay. So she was dating somebody in the mob, and uh -huh. um, he was an asshole. He uh -huh. would come over to the house, and he was like, you know, oh, I'll give you some cement shoes. I'll give you, hey, don't give me any of your attitude. I'll give you cement shoes. It was always right, like so loud about it that you went. My my friends were like that guy can't be a hitman with the mob because right. he's too much of a dick. He's too much of a com com and they think, yeah, he's too comical. If there's going to be a hitman, how cool character. is he going to be? Is he going to be like my right. favorite uncle? Right, right, right. You know, right. yeah. So um, then one day, and my aunt makeup, hair, and like you know, sexy. That's the way she was all my life. I can remember. And then one day, my father and I were fixing something in the house. I was fifteen, and he goes. And she pulls up with two people that get out of the car, white shirts, blue pants. And she goes, these are some friends of mine. I just have to go inside. She looked like shit, by the way. She was wearing sweatpants. And she goes, I just have to go inside and get something. I'll be right back. So she went inside and raided the house. Took all my mother's jewelry. Tons of, tons of jewelry. Tons of stuff that um, my father and I went to the... We are like, all right, we're going to the hardware store. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. We came back. She was gone. And that was the last time I ever saw her. Mm -hmm. um, she went in the witness protection program. So now... Um, years later, my mom was like, where's all my jewelry? Like, it, it was like, it wasn't even that soon. We had to put together that Cheryl took it. Mm. You know, we were like, where did it go? You know? Um, anyway, so then, um, I haven't seen her since I was 15, right? So now her mother's gone. I think when, when her mom died, she came to the court 
Um, she she came to court because she was trying okay. To, Moment. How do you know she's in witness protection? Um, I guess they told my parents. I mean, so that was, I was just fifteen. So she came. She took some stuff. Disappeared the last time you saw her, and then your parents just tell you she's in witness protection. Um. Yeah. Okay, right. So there so, wasn't like at, historically mm-hmm. back then. You don't know of a trial or why or who. Okay. All right. Go on. Nothing. So nothing, you haven't seen her right? since you were like fifteen. So. I said to my mom, my mom's 70, this was two years ago, I said to my mom, I'm like, 76 years old, I said, why don't we bury the hatchet and, and get in touch with Cheryl, you know? Mm-hmm. And my mom said, no. And I was like, well, that's harsh. I don't know, fuck you know? I was right. like, she's the last of the family. <coughs> There's nobody left in the family. Right. She said, no. So then I was like, Haven't yeah, taken whatever. that course yet. Yeah. So then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, two years went by, I went, all right, you know what, fuck this up. I'm calling. So I called the witness protection program, right? And I said, my name. Okay. Wait a minute. Yes. What do you mean? You dialed, you Googled. I, I, what is the witness protection? The witness is protection, there, they have the, a number? The sheriff's office or the witness protection program. The what? The sheriff's office. The, the witness protection program sheriff's office. That's who I called. Right? Okay. Yes, I Googled. I Googled and I said, listen, my name is George Ayers, my mother, right? I went through the whole thing and I go, um, I would... I said she's the last living relative with her last of my aunt who um, went in the witness protection program back in 70. Okay. Or, no, I'm sorry, okay, wait, in 1980. You call witness protection program. Do you get a recorded message? No, I got a guy. A guy answered. Yeah. You said, hi, I'm Tom Ayers. And, and then and that guy was a receptionist. I'm assuming he forwarded you to... Someone else to a guy to, to another a another, another guy. I got a sheriff. That guy picked phone. up the phone, right. and you said, I'm, "I'm looking for someone who's in witness protection, right? Because so, I want to kill them." <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I said my mom is my the last right, and so this all is right. What, this all is right. what he now, said. Now on this, with your story. You so, t- so you told him, yeah, last living relative. Okay. So he says to me, yeah. Let me explain how the witness, witness protection program works. <laughs> right. And I said, no, no, I understand how it works. I'm just telling you my mom is the last living relative of this woman that's in there. It's my aunt, and I would like to get in touch with her. And he goes, okay. You don't if understand needs, how this program he goes, works. If she needs to get in touch with you, she will. And I said, right, but not the other way around. My mother is the last living he goes, all right, I need to explain to you how it works. And I went, you don't need to. He goes, no, I do. I do because you keep saying you want to get in touch with her. That's what the witness protection right, program right, does. Right, okay. There's no getting in touch with her. And I went, but, but, my, but my mom, <laughs> he goes, should I go over it again? <laughs> I went, no, thanks anyway. I hung up the phone. But what really happened, this is the, the most bizarre thing that happened when I hung up the phone. Because it was so frustrating that I, in my wee little brain, I couldn't get him to understand what was going on, right? And then it dawned on me, and I went... his wee little brain, he couldn't get you to understand what's going on. What, what happened all of a sudden was the severity of two things happened. The severity of what she did in my mind over the last so many years that she's been gone. Right. All of a sudden got real serious. Right. And the severity of whoever she ratted out to take the witness protection program. Right. The information she gave to whatever they did. Right. All of a sudden got very serious. Right. And I went, 
oh shit. I sat there and like like it dawned on me. Like I always went, this oh my my aunt's in the witness protection program. What an idiot. She I knew she was gonna get in trouble. And then and then as a fifteen year old shallow little brain person, I just kind of ch- threw it under the rug. Right. Now I'm sitting there going, Oh shit. Right. That's I went, Wow, man. Like the shit hit the fan. And then I don't know who I was talking to, but they went. This was. They went. Yeah, she's. Um, she's gone. Your 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 aunt's gone from way back when. And I went. What do you mean? And he goes. Well, what do you think about the witness protection program? Tax dollars are going to criminals to make let them lead a life far away from the. I, how how much he goes? How much money you think they're going to put into this program? He goes. They kill them off and they're done. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense. Why would they not do that? There's no reason to. So the witness protection pro. Okay, this is why I thought uh, a couple of things. First, I thought it was amazing that you Googled it and you get a phone number and somebody answers. It's not a recording. <laughs> and then it goes on to somebody else um, who listened to you. And that's why I said, you know, excuse me, I'm looking for someone to kill. Because if. If someone ratted out my uncle, right, and at some point in the future, I just like I'm going to whack him. I'm going to start by calling witness protection and telling them <laughs> that I'm his brother and I'm looking for him, and our mom is dying. Um, so all of that, I just I can't believe that there's a phone number that even exists. But I guess there are probably people who are in witness protection that occasionally run into a problem, like you're living in Montana, and then all of a sudden you notice that the guy you ratted out's brother is living next door, you need to be moved. Right. So the investment in the witness protection program is to get people to testify. Mm -hmm. So there has to be money that goes toward that. And in in exchange for that, there's a relocation. You don't get put up in a penthouse for the rest of your life in Montana. Like if, if you think about it, if, if someone took Tom Ayers away from everything that you have now and relocated you, it's not that expensive. They're gonna no, they're not but, okay. buying you a house. But no, but they are paying somebody's salary to watch to watch you to some degree. Only in the beginning. I check this out, because I've thought the same thing. To get you on your feet and you're going but if you have somebody that's been in the witness protection program for twenty years and now they're making a spec first of all if you went in the witness protection program... People have come out of the witness protection program and written books and, like, yeah. Okay, so so if if you get in there, it's not because you're a quiet little guy that lives down the street. Right. You're somebody who is flashy, big, loud. I'm talking... My aunt... Yeah. My aunt is dead 17 times over because the the parole officer that they assigned her or the witness protection program officer that they assigned her to watch her shot her in the fucking head said stop doing when the that. court case is over this is where our government you know doesn't care and drops the ball when the court case is over they don't shoot you they just walk away and it's up to you to stay alive and uh i think a lot of people don't stay alive they, they I, it is figured out because they are flashy or whatever right but we're done with you we we relocated you we you know got you a job we gave you some money we did you know 
all that we possibly could. We're not going to babysit you for the rest of your life. Now, if you want to contact your parents and, you know, make yourself known and get shot in the face by whatever that mob is, guess what? Now we have another case that we get to prosecute because this person shot someone in the witness protection program. So if now I can get someone to turn against them and say, we'll put them in the witness protection program, it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. Um, I mean, I use my blue heaven. Yeah, 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 you know. Why do you, have, you go, why do you have seventeen copies of the book? In case I want to read it more than once. Guess <laughs> the price is such a good movie. So, so, I mean, you sit there and you go, okay. So, what are we talking about? Like, the guy is wearing the same suit that he wore that he likes. He's going to drive a Lincoln. He's going to, you know. It's sure, like, but there are places where you know, Florida, Las Vegas, Hollywood, where that you blend in, where that's nothing unusual. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, for somebody to to relocate to Florida, Vegas I agree. Or, Mostly, or, it does not work. Vegas. Yeah, that's not happening. You're, they're they're going to Albuquerque or they're going to, um, you know, Montana. Like you said, they're going but, to some some small town that everybody's going to go. What is that thing that just moved in down the street? I think witness protection works more so like uh, Goodfellas when Joe Pesci shoots the kid's foot. Mm-hmm. Okay. That kid's a 14-year-old kid working in the bar serving drinks. Mm-hmm. He hears and sees everything. Right. He's not a flashy guy. Right. When it comes down to it, that kid turns state's evidence, enters witness protection, gets moved, and is never heard of again because he was never a mobster to begin with. He but, is now working at a government facility but, in I forget, Colorado. I forget what he did. What did he do to get to turn state's evidence? What, what no, did, I'm not. I'm using I'm using that scene as a particular. Yeah, but I'm saying in that movie, um, what did he do that now he was he um, was ratting out? Well, what happens currently is what's called the RICO Act, which is racketeering. So you're guilty by association. So today, if Joe Pesci goes into Target and buys a uh, Hallmark card and pays Target with money, and Target accepts that money. Target can be uh, roped in under the RICO Act as racketeering because they took uh, dirty money from a mobster. Wow. That's how broad RICO, and if you look up RICO, a lot of people complain about it, um, that it's, wow. it's against our rights. So that kid taking a tip from Joe Pesci is enough for the police to be like, we got you on RICO or we got you on so many other things. You saw a bunch of things that you, know, you should have reported. Yada, yada. The police, you do their pressure and, you know, make you cave and make you afraid. And then they dangle a carrot. You know, I mean, a lot of I think a lot of people that end up at witness protection, the jobs they end up with are government jobs. We're going to make you a librarian so at a school in gonna, Colorado. They're going to control you to, to some degree. I don't think they just walk away just because look at the you're talking about somebody who inherently breaks the law that he doesn't want to he doesn't want to conform at all so and that's why the what my buddy said about um yeah she's not around she hasn't been around for a while that i kind of well want, okay let's take your your aunt for an example did she break the law or was she merely having sex with people who broke the law and she took um uh stolen property all i'm i that's that was one of the things that that shocked was so shocking after talking to this fine gentleman I went, whoa, whatever she saw, whatever she knows is heavy enough for them. This RICO Act is heavy enough for them to go, we're going to take you out of 
of your life, and we're going to give you a brand new life, and you're going to tell us what you saw. Mm-hmm. So it's not it, – he didn't cheat on his taxes, this guy. This guy did something that she went, holy shit. And she may have seen him kill someone who is of higher power. And she may have not – they may have not had anything on her. She could have said to them – I would tell I always you, wondered that. I feel bad about this. I would tell you, but I'll be killed. Right. And then you enter witness protection where right. you, you know, sever all things. Right. I always thought, because I was like, maybe she did it to go be with the guy that she was, you know, the, the idiot that she was going to marry. And, you know, they're going to go have little criminal babies in Albuquerque. You know? And I mean, that might have happened. And you guys just think that she was in the witness protection program. Um, your ex-wife. Uh, briefly had taken up a cause of human trafficking. Um, I don't know if she's still... You, you don't even oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, she did. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know if she's still passionate about human trafficking. But uh, there is a staggering amount of uh, girls who are plucked out of, kidnapped out of our environment and become sex slaves in other countries. Right. Um, a staggering amount. So mm-hmm. that's why I initially asked, well, who said she was in witness protection? Oh, no. Because yeah. maybe, you know, she was moved to Brazil for, you know, wherever this no, mob like- had. And when you call the witness protection program, they're not going to confirm or deny the name that you give them. When he hung up with you, he could look at his computer and go, I don't even have this person. It's not even about whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, that could yeah, be well, most of how they're I mean, calls also, she had three different names. It was like, he, he didn't even get to that with me. But, I mean, they, like, my parents were told she's gone. She's in the witness protection program. She's, you're not going to see her again. When she came out of the witness protection program because her mom died, mm-hmm. they, she came in in handcuffs, and she was like, okay, every, um, in the court, um, she went, okay, everybody relax. I'm not going to blow up the place. That was... That's why I'm I'm sitting here going, my aunt is not the timid little creature that is going to be a nice woman that lives down the block that we we never knew anything about. Maybe her. not. Yeah. Just the way she walked into the um, to the courthouse mm-hmm. that day that her, her mom died, and my parents were looking at her like, "This is the girl that we that that we you know um, parented right for for three years." This, right. Like, what did we do wrong? They were so upset about that because they felt they did something wrong. Yeah. Sometimes you're the parent to Charlie Manson. Just happens. Yeah, exactly. Just happens. I I can't tell you how many times I said that to my mom. I was like, you know, she goes, I don't know where I went wrong with you people. You're sick in the head. And I was like, Ma, first of all, thank you. But second of all, it's not your fault. Right. I I am me because of me. Right. It just sometimes happens. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Super interesting. I would say there's a high likelihood that she probably doesn't exist anymore. Um, But just and and just because this woman, I mean, um, she she was so loud. She was such a troublemaker. She, you know, on the bow of my boat when when a thong was not normal, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what um, that's. That was her her mo, um, and the the coming in the courtroom at the end, the coming in the courtroom and and saying that my she goes, I can't believe she would say that with all these officers around her, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, everybody relax. It's not like I'm going to blow up the place. 
and you go, oh, what are you thinking? You know? Anyway, um, but my grandmother, um, when we went up to my grandma, we didn't talk to my grandmother for like maybe five years because she kicked my mom. And it, Dad's mom, mom, mom's, mom's mom. mom. Okay. And the, then, the actual mother of this yes. child. And then we went to, um, when we all made friends again, we went to her house, 34th floor and Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. We, went, we went to her apartment. And she hadn't changed anything since Cheryl had left. Mm. And the, the room was um, crushed red velvet mm. and shag, shag rug floors and nice. mirrors all over the place. It was, it was amazing walking in the room. And how we long like, goes? What? So that was... Was it still when you were a kid or... I was 20. Okay. 21. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, the end of the 80s. Bizarre. I mean, she she was blaming Cheryl for it. Um, uh, I had a grand... Well, uh, my dad's grandfather, mm-hmm. my great, great grandfather, my dad's grandfather used to... Uh, took several trips so this is i don't know this is the i guess the 20s um it would be probably uh he took always carried a gun and took several trips to south america mm. went back and forth nobody knows what he did for a living wow <laughs> it's my dad's grandfather nice uh, my dad's dad's dad yeah my dad's grandfather that's um, cool yeah i know nothing he was I, 007 i knew nothing about it he carried a gun and he was always taking trips to South America. What kind of car did he drive? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and my my dad probably doesn't know. And my grandmother's now passed away. Who would have known? Our our family has a very poor history and family tree. Like uh, um, there, people didn't document or yeah. discuss. Uh, you know my. So my grandmother and my grandfather on my dad's side came over from Italy. And then the rest of the family came over, which would be their parents. Um, And this, you know, he went back and forth. And this is, you know, I mean, my grandmother's uh, name is on the book at Ellis Island. Oh, really? At the Statue of Liberty. That's cool. When she came over. Um, Have you guys been? No, I've never been. Uh, My, on my mom's side, my grandfather fought in the Korean War, uh, but my grandmother was an illegal, had a fourth grade education. So, oh, yeah. like, her lineage stops there because now it goes into Mexico and who the hell mm. knows. Um, but uh, my communication with them was very little because they both mostly spoke Spanish. My grandfather was uh, spoke English fluently. But, you know, he, like, I would ask him, I remember as a kid, I'd ask, him about the war he never wanted to talk about it he, mm. all i he claimed that he was a cook and he peeled potatoes and that he i guess he drove a general or something around that's what i know about my grandfather yeah you usually have to find stuff out not from them but their close family like they'll because they're willing to talk the but. the other side of it is like my parents i had so they my parents were not the uh let's get together with family this weekend um, they were not black sheep, but they weren't really connected to let's go to these family functions and really be like ingrained in this sense of like big family. So they didn't care so much to ask, which meant that I grew up not caring mm. so much to ask. Um, 
my grandmother, I she like worked in the fields, the legal grandmother. On the other side, when my dad's parents or my dad's grandfather owned a shoe repair store. And then he died when my dad was 12. He was like in his 40s. And my grandmother to, you know, she became a single mom. She made uh, helmets in a helmet factory. Mm. Um, that was her job. And then she retired. Helmets, and got, like motorcycle helmets? Yeah, motorcycle helmets. Uh, and she retired and did and got Social Security. And um, there's and you know, you'll understand what I'm talking about. On that side, they both spoke English. Well, I never met my grandfather, but my grandmother spoke English fluently and fine and no problems. But the Italian lies, the Italian, the the colored Italian past, like, you know, she went to war with her sister and her sister was a terrible human being. And then several years later, they made up and her sister was the best person in the world. That was the world she lived in. So. When my grandmother told a story, which would be a very hard story to follow and mm-hmm. get facts out of, um, there was a lot of opinion in there and a yeah. lot of bullshit there yeah. that you and you really had to cut through it. I mean, I remember being a kid. My grandmother would talk, 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 and I'd stare at my parents where they would have to sort of clarify. And I, OK, the, this is the weird Italianness. My cousin Louie. I still call Uncle Louie because my entire life, my grandmother called him Uncle Louie. Mm. He's not my uncle. He's my cousin. Okay. Five years ago, through a funeral, I reconnected with Louie. Louie's got me actually into the television academy. Um, and I kept calling him Uncle Louie. And he was like, I'm your cousin. And I was like, I, and so I mean, now I, know I have you to think about it. He's just Louie. He's just a He's right. my cousin. He's not my Uncle Louie. Um, so these are like the lies that I say. There's these colorful things of these people that I, they were family members, but they're not family members or they are family members, but we don't talk to them anymore. And yeah. So yeah. my history is is a total mess that I don't fully understand. And I'm at the point that I don't care about anyway right. either. I'm not researching. Uh, the only reason I know my grandmother's name is like when Ancestry.com had commercials every five minutes, mm-hmm. was doing that huge push, mm-hmm. free for 30 days. I spent literally 15 minutes uh, putting in names. Did you find and, stuff? Yeah, her name is on in Ellis Island. And I was like, oh, oh that's cool. That's- and that's where it ended for me. And I went on about my day not caring about my family's lineage. Yeah. Um, my my ex-mother-in-law, she used to love that stuff. And she would call me up and she'd go, you have an aunt named Fifi. And, and I was like, and she goes, and your grandfather's name was Steve? And I go, no, Sam. And she goes, oh, okay, forget that. And she called me back and she'd be like, okay, you had... 75 brothers and sisters. I'm like, oh, no. I am, um, I am looking forward to going to Italy and reclaiming everything that I was is named say, Roca. I was going to say, when, um, when you go to Italy, are you going to a, an old hometown? Are you, are you going to look? Okay, so now I need to have lunch with Louie, who Louie cared about family more. And okay. as I've under, my father told me, uh, he goes, you want to talk to Louie. He's got the whole family tree and all that stuff down. He talked to... That's Years cool. ago, he went around and he talked to everybody and put that all together. So uh, on my list of things to do is to call Louie and go grab some lunch with him and chat with him about where I should visit. Yeah. I'm not really interested in 
seeing family. But no, no, right. But you, to go walk around the streets of a small little town in Italy that you know that your ancestry came from, that would be a cool thing. I think I'm more interested. Like there, just outside of Rome is Castle Rocca on a mountain or oh, something really? like that. And I'm more interested in probably going to those places that are named Rocca. Yeah. And approaching the patrons and saying, this is mine. Nice. And having them look at me like I'm crazy. And I just kind of... You're very present time oriented. <laughs> I think that's funnier and will make for a more amusing video. Oh. I, I want to be the, the ugly American who's like, this is my name. I own this now. You Get out. just walk up to people and say, how long have you lived here? And they go, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And you go, no, how long have you lived here? And they tell you, you go, because this is my castle. Right. This is my castle. It's um. I think, because my family, my Italian side, um, my father is half Italian, Capacilli, and they all came from Naples. And so when I was in Italy and we went to Naples, I, we were walking around. And uh, by the way, Naples was crap. It's just mm -hmm. ghetto. But I thought to myself, this is so cool because, you know, somewhere down the line, this is my family came from here. You know, right. it's a, you do get a, a little sense of, so of that. Growing up, my grandmother insisted we were Sicilian. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's nothing named Roca in Sicily. <laughs> uh, so all the Roca is in the upper part. So I don't think we're Sicilian at all. No. So those are, yeah, that's it. Well, cool. All right. Oh, so if, if, if we're getting ready to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave a little teaser. Oh. Okay. All right. So all this witness protection program stuff. Yeah. My grandfather spent 25 years in prison okay he, he got himself he, he was partially involved in getting the father out. of this witness protection girl no, no actually this is your dad's dad mom's dad but different fathers oh that whore that yes all right go on well he so, was in prison okay for um he had life but uh he got he got out in 25 years oh, we can talk about that later. so that's the next story right. is the yeah. grandpa 25 years of life all right yeah. uh so i'm vince roca and I'm Bunny Years, Tom Harris. <laughs> and for more on the show, visit GetConvinced.com.